Everyone, welcome to Trust and Believe. Today, I have a very special guest. I'm probably gonna fanboy a little bit. Um, I'm super duper excited because today we have Kelly Chase. A lot of you may know her from the show Love is Blind, but she has so much more to offer to this world. Not to say that the show she was on wasn't amazing and thought-provoking and emotional, but we're gonna dive right into this. And I'm just gonna say, Kelly, Tell me more about how you're a holistic health coach and even more importantly, what I think is gonna resonate with our fans is how you dealt with body image issues. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for like having me on your show. I'm like super honored. It's so nice to like see you, hear you like in person, (laughs) kind of. (laughs) Um, But no, thanks and for everyone out there, uh, tuning in too. Like, thanks for being supporters of the show and, you know, of Beachbody all together too. Um, yeah. So on the show, I was actually about 10 to 12 pounds heavier than I am now. So I have lost weight even more since the show. Um, and looking back, like watching the show myself, I knew that I wasn't where I wanted to be. And I even made that known like, I think in episode one, I made a statement about that. Like, I have an issue because I'm not where I would really like to be. So having the confidence, um, you know, I, I feel like I've always been like a really like happy-go-lucky person, but I know that when we all struggle with something in our life, it throws our confidence off. And whether that's like an inner confidence or an outer confidence or a combination of both. And that's kind of where I was. I was in a state of both. Like, you know, a part of me wanted to be like, okay, well, you know, well, I think that these guys are attractive once I see them, but are they going to think I'm attractive? Because I'm not the Kelly that I used to be seven years ago, you know, when I was like where I am now. Like I, I gained a bunch of weight and now, you know, I've lost it now, but it it took time and, and, uh, challenges and a lot of stress and tears and, frustration and sitting on my floor crying. <laughs> I must say that when I, that's why I connected to you in the show, because I remember you saying that. And just knowing myself, having been on TV, knowing that even when you're on TV, number one, it adds weight to you. And if you walk into the situation already feeling a little self-confident, self-conscious, if you will, you're already stressed. And then in addition to that, you're on a show where you're trying to you know, find someone to date, right? Or actually to get engaged to, which is crazy. (laughs) But before we go more into the show, because I have a ton of questions about the show, um, thank you for really opening up about the body image thing, because I just think that so many people, even the most, I'll say people with the lowest percentage of body fat, I don't want to say thin or fit, just people even with super low percentage of body fat, they struggle with that. But um, I understand that you actually have done some of Beachbody programs, 21 Day Fix with my girl Autumn. You've done Transform 20. Tell me about your Beachbody journey and how you came to be a um, a holistic coach. I started my my journey as a health coach. Um, I got certified through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition back in 2013. My mom had actually gone through a program 
prior to like a year and a half prior. And she was just, we've just always been raised a very like holistic homeopathic kind of family. So my mom just suggested, she's like, Kel, you know, even if you don't do anything professionally with it, at least you'll gain a lot of knowledge. So why don't you go through the program too? So I did became certified and, um, about a year and a half into like after I got certified, I started gaining weight. What now I believe was because I slowed my metabolism down so much and my body went into like complete like starvation mode, fight or flight. Um, what I did to myself after becoming a health coach and knowing what I need to do to stay healthy, I like it was like the information went one in one ear and out the other. And it was so interesting because I just got this like mentality of I went through like a really bad breakup and I went through this mentality like oh maybe if like my body is like looks like a bikini competitor like maybe he'll like want me back or something like I don't know it was stupid girls you know thoughts that go through girls brains <laughs> but I think that you know just saying just I just would love to say something really quickly which is it's not just females and if you think about what was happening everything was happening on the outside meaning what is that person going to think of me who what, you know right. it's obviously it's your insecurity or your vulnerability but a lot of times when we go through things like that we're comparing ourselves to what other people either look like or you know trying to please someone or i can't be in a relationship because i look like this you know what i'm saying right no absolutely absolutely so i was you know up on google three o'clock in the morning sometimes like okay like what is um, you know, what's the fastest way that I can like shred my body. So that was like what I was Googling at that point, like the fat burning foods, like all that kind of stuff. Or like, what does a bikini competitor's diet look like? What does her exercise routine look like? All the stuff. And granted, I know now why when you do a bikini competition, you actually hire a coach to do this with you so that you don't screw up your body and or you're, you know, you don't get physically injured by things too. <laughs> I saw the scale hit 99 pounds mm. and my, my coworkers, my family, they were like, hell, like what's going on? Are you like not eating? Like what's happening? And I'm like, no, I'm eating. But I think my body had already kind of like adapted to that, like uh, restricted diet because I wasn't necessarily, like I said, I, w I wasn't being coached by someone. So like what I was like finding on Google was like, oh, eat like a piece of chicken and like four asparagus spears and half a sweet potato, you know, like something crazy like that. So my body had already slowed down and I just like wasn't eating a whole lot. So I started to gain weight and like. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
I had gone like on a trip to Spain, like out of the country and I got home and I was like 120. I had never been that. And I was like, holy cow, you know, I was like, but this travel weight, I indulged, had wine, you know, the whole nine yards. Um, but as I got back into like my routine, I kept gaining weight and I kept gaining weight and kept gaining weight. So by the end of it, 2015 rolled around and I had gone to almost 140 for someone who's five, two, five pounds is a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. So almost like a 30 pound weight gain. And I was just like beside myself. I was like, what, el- like almost like what else can I cut from my diet at this point? Like I was going to ask you, where were you at mentally? Like explain what was happening literally inside of your brain. What was going on? I had never, I had never, yeah, I'll get emotional. Thank you. <laughs> um, I had never felt that type of like sadness before. Like even with the breakup, it's like, like I thought I was heartbreak broken then, but not like, you know, when you like look at yourself in the mirror and you like can't even identify yourself anymore. It was like, now I'm heartbroken because I don't even know who I am. So it was like a, a depression. So it was like a heartache on top of like everything. It was just a depression. I was frustrated. I mean, my 30th, my 30th birthday party, my 30th birthday was 2015 and I was at my heaviest weight. And I remember like months prior to, I was just telling myself, I was like, Kelly, you're going to get in the best shape ever for your 30th birthday. And like when I see, you know, when I see stuff online of people, you know, reaching out to me now and they're like my 30th birthday or like my birthday's coming up and I just want to be in the best shape or my wedding's coming up. And I'm just like, I just want to give them a hug and be like, this is what you need to do like right now. <laughs> Cause now I know what, what was happening. And you know, I restricted so much. I slowed my metabolism down again. Like I said, I just went into the starvation mode. So it's like, I could have eaten a cookie or a carrot and I still gained fat. It was like just piling on. And I was obsessively working out at the time too. Like I was teaching like cycle classes but I would like go to the gym earlier and like bust out like a, a hit workout or like a, what do we call it? Um, superset. Like I would superset. And I never lifted heavy a day in my life until this weight problem. I started doing that. Well, then I like injured myself because I wasn't doing it right. <laughs> and I got bulky. It's like I was like inflamed. So in fall of 2015 is when I was introduced to Beachbody. And I, you know, obviously I bought into like the 21 day fix and I started doing that. I went from like two hours of working out every day to like just the 30 minutes, you know, the 20, 30 minutes. So I felt more confident just working out my home, knocking it out right before work. And obviously I was paying attention and doing my due diligence with the portion control, you know, the portion containers. Those are a lifesaver. I mean, like I recommend those to everybody. I'm like, just, I don't care. Like if you can't afford the $200, like here, at least buy these, like start yourself <laughs> right. off. I don't even care. But, um, so yeah, I mean, I just started doing that and in probably within like two months I had lost like half the weight that I had gained. And I was like, just putting like two and two together. I'm like, wow, Kelly, like your body actually needs food for fuel it needs to kickstart your metabolism. Your metabolism actually needs food in order for it to function properly. Obviously, because I stripped myself of like nutrients because it was like I wasn't even eating fruit. I literally had like chicken asparagus or broccoli and like a sweet potato like every day. 
It was horrible. So I yeah, wasn't you didn't the, get all of your. I didn't get all the the vitamins, right. the minerals, the exactly antioxidants, everything. Everything. So I like stripped myself. So it's like for the last few years now, I've just been like trying to repair and heal. What's really interesting, and I think you're making a really great point to people, is that the way the way you treat your body when it comes to food can have long-term detrimental effects and it takes a while to heal. In addition to that, I think what's really interesting is even though you use portion fixed containers and you did lose the weight and your your metabolism kicked in and you're you're eating the right foods, going back to what I just said, those long-term effects still take a while to heal. And so I think it's really important for people out there to really listen to you and hear your story and connect to your story so far because what you're doing right now, even if you get to a point where you do lose the weight and you can fit into that bikini or whatever the case may be, you're going to have internal digestive issues. And that's why I always say to so many people, focus on digestive health more than you focus on the weight loss because- Weight loss and a healthy body will come with putting the right nutrients and food in your body. Sorry, I just had to get that out because so many things you said there is is so powerful, Mm -hmm. especially the part about you going into your mind. And, you know, you may have heard me say before, uh, you know, fit doesn't have a size. It has a mentality, period. It's all about, you know, what happened to you mentally happened to you physically. You were stressed. Mentally, you started doing things to your body that physically took you on the wrong path. The minute you're able to find something that worked for you, you mentally get better and then you start to physically heal. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is connected. And I mean, it's, and it's interesting too. you know, also what you were saying at the beginning of the show, it's like, even if you're like super shredded, you still have, people can still have a, a negative body image of themselves. And like, that's what happened. Like, that's what I started with. It was the same Google search when I was where I could have been like normal. And then when I had gained the 30 pounds, it was like the same Google search. And Kelly, it's crazy. (laughs) Let me tell you, let me tell you something. So 10 years ago, I created my asylum workout. And so I, I was doing really good. I ate healthy, whatever. After I finished the asylum shooting those videos, I went somewhat into the same place that you went to, which is like, Oh, like I look good, I feel good, and I'm now I'm gonna try to keep my body in this fitness model slash fitness competition, physique competition, you know, zone. And it just literally the minute I just switched one thing in my diet, I remember gaining not like a a, a tremendous amount of weight, but just like I felt bloated in places, like I didn't feel good. And so I just wanna let you know, you are not alone because even as a fitness professional and getting to that point of like, oh, my body looks good. And you know, and you think that having a full six pack with veins on veins is the best thing to have. It's actually not. To the point where it took me a long time and, and which is gonna be my next question to you. It took me a long time to be like, eight, 9% body fat, you know, for me, even as a fitness professional, I'm like, I'm like, fuck that. I'm good. Like, I'm good. I don't need to be 4.1. So my next question is, what was that turning point for you where you were like, you know what? Like, this is my body. You know, I have to accept the journey that I'm on and this is where I'm going. Probably about a year before I did the show, 
I started kind of like my own like personal development self-discovery journey. Um, so I already had a little bit of more heightened awareness about myself and like how I should be feeling. I started doing affirmations and meditations and really practicing the mental health part of self-care. And I think that that is what helped me stay so sane and non-dramatic on the show too. <laughs> you know, I was just like very aware of things. I didn't want to drink on set because I knew that that could, you know, just do stuff to your brain. And I was emotional after that show because technically Kenny, the guy and I, the guy who I made the connection with on the show, we had conversations about us dating after like, okay, we're not going to get married. Like we didn't get through it, go through with that, but like, let's continue this relationship. And it didn't happen. And he just was, you know, he is a very self-aware person probably at that and at that time, he was maybe more self-aware than I was. So he knew what he needed to do to move on with life and see if the feelings were real. Yeah, um, yeah. And at that time, I just felt like, what? You don't want to be with me? I'm rejected again. And so I was kind of going through another heartbreak. I needed to get, you know, I had just taken seven weeks off of life, basically. So I needed to, like, get my health coaching back up and running. And so I hired a business and mindset coach. And she did more for my mindset than my business. Um, yeah. I mean, just psychology, just helping me with my behavioral patterns that I needed to like tweak and the fears and limiting beliefs that I had. I wound up like getting like a nine to five job, um, not solely just focusing on health coaching, but getting a nine to five job to help with my financial situation. And literally like a couple months later, that was in June, I got the job and in August, September, I, it's like I lost the rest of the weight because I was like letting go of things that weren't serving me, transitioning, you know, doing what was gonna serve me best. And I know that like getting a nine to five job and not letting the money monkey sit on my back. But you said something really important. You said, once I let it go, yeah. you know, I talk in one of my courses, one of, that's one of the, the modules is about letting go. And it's not like letting go of your past, but it's letting go of the weight, like releasing the baggage in your life so you can thrive. And I think yes. that's so, so amazing that you recognize that by making a decision that was going to be, you know, best for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, it, and it's like with everything. I mean, if, you know, I, I break it down to like, okay, if you guys don't like the way, you know, if you want, you don't like to tie your shoes, we'll go buy slip-ons. Like, let go of like, like, it's like the littlest things. If it is not creating joy or peace in your life, separate yourself from it or figure out how to communicate. If it's like a person, obviously like figure out how to communicate effectively with that person so that you both understanding versus, you know, always having aggression and frustration or confusion with that person. Like communication is so key, but you have to remember you got to communicate with yourself first. <laughs> Speaking of communication and letting go when we come back, Oh my goodness. We are going into everything. <laughs> Love is blind, and I'm going to have to tell you my story of how I got into that show. I'm excited. <laughs> hey, what's up, everyone? I know you like to have fun just like I do, and for fun around our house, we drink dry farm wines. We love it simply because, number one, who doesn't love a wine night or something fun to wind down on a weekend or on a Friday? And number two, this wine is amazing because it's all natural, additive free, it's lab tested for purity, sugar free, and it's low alcohol. That to me is absolutely amazing. The great thing is you can go to dryfarmwines.com slash Sean T 
order it and please let me know how you like it because you know what? I love to raise my glass to a nice ending to a great day. Always trust and believe in the wine too. All right, we are back with Kelly Chase. We heard some amazing, amazing uh, outlook on your life and just, I would say, actually self-reflection, if you will. And I just, again, want to commend you for making the decisions and choices to get yourself out of what I would seem to feel like a dark mental hole and dark mental space. And so um, congratulations. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that in addition to all of that, our listeners want to hear everything love is blind. Now, let me tell you this. <laughs> I got to set this up for you, okay? So I'm in New York City. I'm, I was working. I don't know what I was doing. I was working. I was filming. And Alex, uh, my production manager, which everyone knows Alex from Team Shanti, you know, she was like, I was like, I need something for, the, um, for Netflix because I was flying a lot. And she was like, you got to watch Up Shit's Creek and Love is Blind. But she was like, don't watch Love is Blind first because you won't be able to stop watching it. And I was like, oh, I'll go back and forth. And she texted, I think she even texted me like before I got on a plane or something. She was like, Sean, do not start watching that show. <laughs> so I get on a plane to Miami. I lied to you not. My flight was delayed. So I'm on the tarmac. I start watching the show. I watched it all the way to Miami. This is from New York. So it was like a three hour flight. I'm, I get in the Uber. I put, pull my iPad back out and I start oh. watching it. I, first of all, I landed at like 1 a.m. There's no <laughs> traffic. I'm, I'm watching it. I get upstairs to my hotel, right? I check in. I put it back on and I text my, I text another coworker of mine and I'm like, Erica, you have to watch this. She's like, no. She's like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm like, listen, I'm like, it's so good, whatever. Anyway, oh, cut amazing. to, I, I think I finished watching it within like two or three days and it was amazing. Uh, for many reasons. Some people call it like, you know, they have different names where they're like, oh my God, that's trashy TV. I'm like, but seriously though, if you actually really pay attention to what you guys been went through, and even though I know you have producers yeah. doing this and doing that, like, I know how the shows work. I've been on there. Yeah. But your emotions were real because you can't conjure up those emotions, even if they cut it up and put it into another place of the show, right. it still was real. So first Absolutely. question I have for you is how did that opportunity even come about for you? <laughs> <laughs> so full circle moment here. Um, actually, so the breakup that created my spiral, mm -hmm. um, we became acquaintances, you know, friends, whatever, like after all that stuff. Um, Anyways, so the show Married at First Sight was the same like production team as Love is Blind. Anyway, so the first season of Married at First Sight was also filmed here in Atlanta. And prior to them, they were doing the casting for that. I received a text message from that ex-boyfriend. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And he was like, hey, Cal, um, I just wanted to let you know that I gave your information to a casting director. Um, I can't do it because of my job, but I thought you'd be good for it. And I was like, okay, like, thank you. 
Because <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm even over here like, wait what? a minute. You, we broke up. You were going to go get married at first sight. Now you're offering me up to the, what's right. going on? Yeah, so it was like super interesting. So anyways, long story short, I guess I had like banned my file from that still. Because um, obviously I never did that show. But um, yeah, so they called me and pitched Love is Blind to me. And I was like, that's a really awesome concept. And I think the two things entered my brain. One, you know, I have had like three or four like serious boyfriends in my life and every single one of them were great guys, like nothing bad, it just wasn't our time, you know, it wasn't meant to be, that kind of thing. Um, But I feel like all the guys that I I dated like in between them maybe were like, you know, they're just very attractive. And my friends were always like, Kelly, stop going for these like model looking guys. They're just going to treat you like shit <laughs> because they just think more of themselves than they do of other people, more or less. You know, that's their perception of things. And um, so anyways, they, my like one motive, I guess, was just like, you know what? I'm just going to like, maybe I'll do this and like prove them wrong. Like I can make a connection emotionally with someone and not be based on their looks. I was like, you know what? I'm in my 30s. I don't necessarily, like, I use dating apps, but, like, not really, and I was just, like, whatever, like, one, even if I don't connect with someone on the show, like, who knows what that could expand, what other opportunities can come right. out of it, like, right. the guy may be, like, you know what, you and I don't match, but my, like, best friend over here is single, and it would actually be a better match, you know, so it's, like, you one opportunity know. can open the door for other opportunities, so that was kind of where I was at with that. So what I loved about the show obviously was the concept as well. And I believe that in the world today where people are trying to date and you can swipe right and swipe left off of like eye color or, you know, maybe they're not, you know, maybe you see that they're five, eight and, you know, you have to literally listen. I think you have to be a good listener in that you're forced to be a good listener in this situation. And then in addition, you have to really be, expressive if you want someone to connect to you you have to tell all of you and they can only hear by your voice so what was it like talking through that damn wall (laughs) well the wall the we call it the frozen wall um the frozen wall yeah it was very eye captivating um so it was like we literally would stare at the wall as if the person was like in the wall or something but it felt like they were in the wall um it was so interesting and it, you just said nailed it on the head it's like you had to really listen um and then also be expressive so i knew for me because we only had x amount of time to make these connections and and or not make a connection with someone that i wanted to ask more you know like not just like hey what'd you have for lunch yesterday you know not like surface level questions and so whenever i would have a date with one of the gentlemen and they would start just asking me like basic stuff i was like not like i was just like next <laughs> yeah you're <laughs> like care. you're like we're in here like we ain't doing that much all right exactly <laughs> like if i want to have that kind of date i'll go out in atlanta somewhere like i don't need that so i was you know like one of the um one of the scenes was me asking kenny like what his favorite childhood book was um and that that literally was one of our really connecting moments because yeah. um, he just started to describe it. And I was like, holy shit, like, yes, like, that's like, my favorite childhood book. Like, that's whoa, so cool. you know, ways to be transparent with each other, ways to tap into your vulnerability. I cried. I mean, I'm just an emotional person anyways, but like I cried on our pod dates. Um, I know like uh, I think the Damien and I, Damien was the one who connected with Giannina and Damien, I think, shed some tears on one of our dates. Like it was really neat actually 
hearing the guys be so vulnerable because that's something that, you know, stereotype, guys are stronger and, you know, they're not as emotional. Mm -hmm. But it was really neat how you really had these moments of just true vulnerability between you and the other person. You're both crying, you're both laughing, both talking about your families. You literally have never seen this person. Like deep, dark secrets about your families or like past relationships or childhood challenges. Like it was just really neat. Um, so were you nervous people. at all? You know, going back to what your friend said to you, were you nervous at all that Kenny wasn't gonna be your type? Part of me was like, you know, what if he, you know, obviously like, what if I'm not attracted to him? Like I'm, because I'm so vulnerable and I'm so transparent, like, is it gonna show on my face when those doors open and I see him, like, if I'm not attracted to him, am I gonna be like, <laughs> like, just like really like wide eyed. And, but then also like vice versa, cause obviously I wasn't 100% confident with myself. Is he gonna like what he sees? Like, yeah, he's gotten to know me for like, we've both gotten to know each other for our emotional and our intellectual you know, on an intellectual level. But I mean, I do feel like physical attraction is definitely a component. It's major. It is. <laughs> it's major. I, mean, I don't care what anybody says. I, I, you know, for me, sometimes like there, there are certain situations where people become emotionally connected and it's, it's there. Yeah. But listen, if I'm, if I'm going to be with you for the rest of your life, or our lives, first of all, I have to be attracted to you because sex is a very important thing in a relationship. Even though some yeah. people are like sex, I'm like, listen, yes it is. Yeah. Because if you don't think it is, you're gonna be having a lot of, a lot of issues. Right. I will say this, you know, from, a, from a, um, a viewer's perspective, I'm like, first of all, I thought you were very pretty. I was like, she's very attractive. Like I was here for it. But when you had mentioned that you weren't, like he wasn't all over your type. I'm like, what? He is fine. Like, girl, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then, no, it's crazy. But listen, I had to like fix myself. I'm like, Sean, you ain't dating him. Like, it's her eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had to tell myself. I'm like, but I thought you guys made like literally the best looking couple. I thought it was great. How has the show changed the way you actually love? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great question. Um, I mean. Again, being so open and vulnerable, um, I think vulnerability is the key to true communication. And if you are not opening up, like you're not, you're not allowing someone to one, receive your love on a really true deep level, but you're also not like, you're not allowing for their love. Like you're not really showing and you're not really like being seen to that person. Like. Someone, if you want someone to love you for you, for all of you, I feel like you need to communicate super effectively, be vulnerable, tell them your ins and outs. And so, I mean, that's how it, you know, has helped me since the filming of the show is just like really being open. And, you know, I struggled, I mean, raise my hand. Definitely, I struggled with like what I call it, like emotional bypassing. Like if someone, you know, guy I was dating in a, past relationship if he like did something or said something and it kind of like made me like raise my eyebrows tilt my head kind of thing I just may not you know do anything or say anything because I didn't want like is it really worth it is it really worth it for me to like have a confrontation about this right now or like speak my piece and a lot of it comes from and I think other women can feel this way too but 
a lot of it comes from fear of other relationships that you've had you know it's like oh did i say something and now they're breaking up with me or you know what i mean it's like so you're very cautious to people but if they love you they're gonna love your angry side your happy side your confused side every side of you so it's you know i but i definitely struggled with it and i I even struggled a little bit of it after the show. I mean, I dated someone after the show and I, those behaviors were popping back up for me. And I was like, geez, man, I didn't correct them yet. <laughs> yeah, but I think that um, before, you know, you're saying you learn something during the show and then after the show, especially when in terms of breaking up, right? Mm -hmm. You had to do, you had to break up with somebody at one of the most. Oh God. That was so I, like, well, a lot of people are probably like, I can't believe she said no. For me, I was like, but how hard was it to say no to someone at the altar? Yeah, uh, I'm <laughs> speechless. Um, it was very hard. I mean, I, again, I, I feel like Kenny and I were on the same page as, you know, whatever happens, we're going to keep dating, you know, or obviously if we had both said I do, then we would have gotten married. <laughs> but, um, you know, but it was so hard. I mean, that was just such a, it's personal, personally, back end of things. It's like, okay, you have never been married before. You're walking down an aisle to a white, you know, in a white dress, your parents are there, your families are there, your friends are there. Like, it's like, the thing you dream about your whole entire life and now it's on a set and mm. it's like it's almost you know you know i said i don't so it's like okay well that was a practice wedding for my real one <laughs> like every emotion that you think is going to go through your head is, is going through your head your dad seeing you for the first time in a wedding dress your mom seeing you for the first time in a wedding dress it's like emotion central like so many tears and I mean I remember again I try and like bypass emotions sometimes but I would have just been like crying the entire time I had to smile like I watching the episodes back I knew when I was about to cry I literally was like I'm smiling really hard in that scene because I know I'm about to like bawl my eyes out and I don't know what else to do except for just be like Okay, yeah, because in your post <laughs> in your post interview, I, it would seem to be after the wedding, you were still in your wedding dress. Yes. That's when I really started to feel for you because I was like, I know there has to be some sort of, and you may not be able to say this, but there has to be some sort of rule where you have to continue to go forward, even if you don't want to go forward because right. you know, it's a show. So... Right. And on top of that, you have to be wrestling with a decision. Your parents are there. You got them on a show. I mean, that's a lot. And it seemed like your real emotions, because you just said you were smiling <laughs> on the altar, but those real emotions and your last scene or your last interview that I remember seeing, I mean, you were, that's where you, you've, I've really felt for you. I was like, oh, this must have been like so heartbreaking. Yeah, no, it was. And I mean, honestly, like, so I was... You know, I did cry when I was on the altar, too, because I was emotional and it was a very loving, emotional time. But again, I feel like what was communicated was that, OK, whatever happens right now, we're going to keep dating. So it was like when I first walked up there to him, I was smiling because I was like, everything's fine. Like, no matter which way this goes, we're good. Yeah. When I was still in the wedding dress, it was like the post wedding, like follow up or whatever. It was like I was like mad, you know, mm -hmm. and because I was like, I just like, not only just drug myself, but like drug my friends and my family through that, you know, and that's something that 
you know, I hope I only had to do one time in my life, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it was just very emotional, like I said, and so I just, you know, it was just like hard and I didn't know exactly. I even remember like in that interview, I was like, wow, I probably look really cold right now, but I'm just like emotionless in a sense. I, I know it came, it came off different then, but I felt like I was almost like emotionless because I was like, I'm like... Yo, like whatever just happened, just happened. Like, let's just right. get on with it and let me just like date this man and move on with my life. <laughs> well, I think that's that's one of the things that that happens because you know on this side what's happening, but then you have all these people judging you on the other side who are watching the show. And right. just sitting here talking to you right now, like I said, I've been on TV, I've been in uh, reality pilots before, so I'm able, I was able to be like, you know that's not who this person really is right. all the way. So, you know, I'm excited to talk to you because I get to see and feel the real you. But what do you want people to know, like who may have judged you on a show? Like, you know, what were some of the biggest misconceptions about who you are? Um, I mean, yeah, leaving, I, I've obviously, I have seen some of my comments on Instagram and stuff. <laughs> I try not to, but it happens. Your eyes do wander. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just being kind of, you know, attacked for you broke his heart. Um, and, the, and then, the, you know, leaving him, how could you do that? Leaving him at the altar like that. He's such a good guy. Like, you'll never find anything. You'll never find something better than him. And then obviously attacking my like physical character too. Like he was much better looking than you. Like, you know, he's, he's so better off than you anyways. Like, and you're just like this old wrinkly little hag, you know, just like they make the most terrible. It's, I mean, it's on my Keyboard warriors. Keyboard it's terrible. Yeah. It's so horrible. Um, I haven't had too terrible of ones. I, I mean, I may have like killed a couple with kindness, you know, for five. <laughs> Well, I think the thing is, like, for people who may be watching, who may have judged you, maybe who have seen this, yeah. even though I know my listeners don't judge people, right? Okay. <laughs> but um, I think, you know, for them to understand, like, man, this is like, it is, it is TV. And if, yeah. you have, if you've never been on a set where there's producers, it comes off real and, it, and, and it's a really good show for that. But I think that, um, like I said before, some of the takeaways for me was in order to get proposed to or to propose, you had to be a really great listener. You had to show your vulnerability yeah. and you had to be, in, in my opinion, you had to be someone who really is committed and, and, and likes to persevere because, and I think that's some of the things that people miss. And I think that's just hearing your entire story so far today is you're really, really committed. You go super far into what it is that you think can work for you. And I think yeah. that that's some of the things that, you know, people don't see. And with that said, I think there's one thing that happened on the show that I don't want to really necessarily talk about it happening on the show, because like we just said, it's, it's very, um, it's produced, even though the emotions are real. But what do you say? This might catch you a little off guard, but I, I tend to do that sometimes. What <laughs> do you say to those couples who may be in a place in a relationship where the intimacy is not there? Because there was one point in the show where you're like, I think he's attractive, but I don't know. And like, yeah. so like, how did you manage that? Like, what were some of the things you did to take care of his emotions, even though you were going through that? I, I was very much attracted to Kenny. Um, what wasn't shown is Kenny and I making out and like, and you know, like I was very physically attracted to him. Um, but his personality obviously outshined whatever physical 
conflict was happening in my brain, you know, it was just, I was like, he's the cutest. Like he's absolutely the cutest. He's so, we, he always used the term parallel. He was like, I don't want to be above my partner and I don't want her to be above me. I want us to run parallel with one another. And it was just a profound statement. And it's like, I've like adapted that phrase into my life now, but because it's so true, it's like you want to encourage each other and lift each other up the entire time. Um, And I feel like that's what Kenny and my relationship was like, we, I mean, we had conversations again, very vulnerable about like family. Do you want to have kids? Like, what are you, what is your financial situation look like? All that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, it was again, very vulnerable. Just, I think that if you are having for the relationships out there, the couples out there, if you're having some type of like challenge or like block as to why maybe you're not feeling physically attracted to that person you know, and this could be from the beginning of a relationship. This could be 15 years into a marriage. And all of a sudden you're like, why am I not attracted to my husband anymore? Mm. Um, granted, I haven't been there, but <laughs> what I can sense and from like the mindset work that I do for myself, are you communicating with that person the way that you used to communicate with them when you were dating? Like Amen. get to know that person again. And it doesn't matter where you're at in a relationship. Something something has switched and it could be on their end. It could be, but it's, it takes two to tango. Like you got to start asking them questions and practice that active listening because we're all, we can all get triggered by things too. That's going to set you off. And now you're like, what could have been a nice conversation has now turned into an argument because you're not listening. So definitely go in and listen. And I promise that person will become cute again. (laughs) (laughs) That is a, that's a great life lesson right there. What is the biggest life lesson you've had so far from obviously your childhood into pre-show and going through your, your body image and weight loss journey and nutrition journey through the show and, and then past the show beyond a year. I mean, you've been through a lot emotionally and you seem like you had to really dig deep within yourself so what is a big life lesson that you've learned the biggest life lesson that you've learned planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hmm. Good question. <laughs> I do that sometimes. Um, I know. Um, I mean, I w- again, I, it goes back to communicating. Um, you have to communicate with yourself. Take time for yourself. 
um, you know, make the investments in yourself, whether that's investing your time and or your money, if you don't feel great, you know, like go hire a health coach to help you out, help, you know, if you're having relationship, marital issues, hire a relationship coach or go see a therapist. Like, I don't think that there's anything wrong with seeing a therapist. No, if you don't feel like, like you love yourself 100%, just ask someone for help, like get the help, communicate, like really communicate with people. And also, again, communicate with yourself, go inward, do like the journaling and reading personal development books. I mean, really, it's just communication. That's, I don't even know. I could go on like a tangent about it. I agree. <laughs> <Just> communicate. No, <laughs> I, I have a course called Enhancing Your Seven Superpowers. Enhancing mm -hmm. Your Superpowers, Seven Ways to Achieve Personal Growth. And, uh, and module number one is self-communication. So I'm yeah. right there with you. Yeah. My very last question for you. I could talk to you for like another two hours. I feel I know, like I need too. to come to Atlanta. When I come to Atlanta, we're going to hang out. I promise. Totally. Let's but do it. <laughs> if you want to hang out with me, of course, that is. Um, <laughs> what does trust and believe mean to you? Again, it all starts with yourself. Trusting in yourself and believing in yourself um, before you can trust another person and before you can believe in another person. You have to do it for yourself because otherwise your fears, your insecurities, limiting beliefs all the things are gonna pop up and you're going to and like past stories they're gonna pop up and that's the reason why you don't have to trust in that other person or you're not believing what that other person said is because you haven't trusted or believed the thoughts going on here first being like okay well where's that story coming from is it true is it not true mm -hmm. get rid of it let it go if it's not serving you and create and write a new story for yourself. And that's the only way that you're truly, that you're truly going to believe in yourself and trust yourself so that you can trust and believe in another person. Kelly Chase, thank you so much. This is so that. great. Uh, how <laughs> can people find you? What do you have out there where people can really connect with you the best way? Yes. So I would say two platforms, one on Instagram. Uh, my handle is at Chase Life with Kelly. The second platform that you can find me at is on Facebook. I have a female only group talking about your health, your nutrition, mindset, self-love, and where you can find that is just typing in Chase Life with Kelly. That is the group name. So I would love to have you inside. Kelly. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a female, but you know, I know how to reach you now. So yes, you do. So, uh, no, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, and you will, your story will inspire a lot of people and they will continue to trust and believe in who they are. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.